It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 5th of September. More USA basketball, but not that interesting. Why I believe Bogey should be the option on the second team and the uniqueness to Bogdanovich's game. Plus, Britton Johnson joins us for day three of the summer interview series here on Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan in the offseason. We have been doing some Locked on Live shows for the uh, FIBA World Cup. We'll do a Locked on Live show tomorrow for Locked on Jazz uh, chat room available. So a Friday special edition uh, will be coming your direction uh, tomorrow on the program. I want to welcome a new sponsor onto the show, Stealth Media. I met with Eric and uh, listened to his love of Grace and Allen. Okay, that wasn't really truly what we talked about. But uh, welcome Stealth Media, uh, DirecTV, AT&T provider uh, for you Uh can bring you great things Sunday NFL Sunday ticket is free for the first year I'll tell you more about them uh, as time goes on they've got a neat setup for you but I wanted to welcome Stealth Media uh, if you're interested in advertising on Locked on Jazz uh, coming up here we do have a few inventory spots available DLock09 at gmail.com if you want to give me a buzz DLock09 at gmail.com uh, USA blew out Japan today uh, in a pretty uneventful game uh, Donovan uh, had four of eight from the field, did not shoot a free throw again. He had six assists. They moved it well. Um, Donovan was plus 51 today, so you know not much of a matchup. Uh, Australia got a big-time win over Lithuania in a tight game. Patty Mills made a bunch of plays late. So Group H, uh, in first round, Australia goes 3-0 and and wins that one. Uh, Joe Ingles had a nice assist or two late. He actually only scored one field goal in the whole game. He played 32 minutes. He was 0-5. He's playing a lot. Uh, he had eight assists, four turnovers. I think he leads the entire uh tournament in assists right now. Patty Mills was amazing. So was Aaron Baines uh, in that one. We'll see some of those guys in our that are on that roster in our opening preseason game when the Adelaide 36ers come to town again. Uh, so Joe, Joe played 32 minutes. He's playing, he and Patty Mills playing the most minutes on that team. So they'll probably have to kind of wire him back a little bit. Uh, France blew out the Dominican Republic 90 to 56, nothing too eventful other than Rudy got into a little one with a big pick on a kid at one point, And then that led to Evan Fournier and all this uh, Rudy today only played 19 minutes in this game. He was five of five. Uh, he had 14 point or he had 13 points and eight rebounds. Uh, and a single block shot, not much of a challenge there. Uh, France and Australia will match up, if I have this correctly, uh, coming up here in the next phase, and then the U.S. will play either France or Australia if the U.S. advances into the quarterfinal round uh, coming up. So we're beginning to see our guys now work each other uh, toward toward their kind of matchups. It'll be interesting to see... Um, 
you know what what takes place in in some of these matchups and games and the USA I, I don't you know I don't know if we know anything about them uh, at all as a team I mean I think we do actually I think we know I I, I think we know absolutely everything which is um, that they're they're not a dominant team they're they're not on an elite level and we'll see uh, so I've been talking in all these conversations with Britton and Eric Woodyard and all these others, uh, summer interview series, and hopefully you've been listening to them, about the idea of Bogdanovich playing on the second unit. Uh, the way I would envision it is that your your first sub out is Bogey and Jeff Green's coming in, and then from there you circle, you probably circle Bogey back to, to run some of that second unit. Okay, you know, I haven't talked to any of the coaches. I don't know if that's what they're thinking, uh, but I'll explain. I I think that, you know, on the simplest terms of things, he proved last year that he is <clears throat> at at a pretty high level uh, that he is able to carry a roster after the injury by uh, Victor Oladipo, and so the fact that he was able to. Um, score 20 points a game leads me to believe that that's that he's able of doing that now here's what's so interesting about him I think he's a very different player and was used in Indiana in a way that's very different than I think most people um, think of him now he's a great shooter his QSI which is what you shot compared to what you're expected was 5.4 points above uh, the expected value the uniqueness to him is a few things one his shot distribution is equally distributed across the floor. So you look at his field goal attempts. Uh, he took 0.7 as, as long two mid-range shots on the left side, 0.9 per game on the right side. He took, you know, 2.13s on the left side and 1.63s on the right. Like, it's perfectly distributed. And he's a bet his floor is tilted a little bit to the right side of the floor as a shooter. So he's a little bit better in that regard as a shooter. And interestingly, he got five layups a game in Indiana because he plays a tremendous amount in transition. So that if he's suddenly playing with Exum and Moutier and some of that, maybe that's a pretty good answer for him uh, because of the fact that he plays uh, like that. But the other one that's interesting about him is if you look at his synergy numbers, he used 22% of his offensive action off screens. Now, that seems like that would be a good thing for a guy who's coming to a team that screens and sets picks more than any team in the NBA. But what does it mean to use 22%? Well, of players that came off a screen at least, you know, twice a game did this. Clay Thompson was the most. Joe Harris was second. Alan Crabb was third. Landry Shamit was fourth. Terrence Ross was fifth. Kyle Korver was sixth. Bojan Bogdanovic was seventh. Seventh. Then Steph Curry, then Justin Holiday, then Wesley Matthews, then Contavious Caldwell Pope, then JJ Redick. So when you think of the player that Bogdanovich is, a lot of him is like when you ask the comp on him, Terrence Ross has the most similar kind of style a little bit to who he is, even though Terrence Ross is a guard. Clay Thompson is used in a lot of ways in the same thing. And then he used 20% of his possessions in transition, which is a lot. 
He was great, and then his spot-up is great. The spot-up was 16, and then surprisingly 11% of his possessions are, are pick-and-roll ball handler. But And so he can do – you can run him off screens in that second unit, and, you know, the one, time, one thing I sometimes complain about in regards to a player such as J.J. Redick is you feel like you have to stop your entire offense – to be able to go get him opportunities. Boyan's not quite like that, but there is an element that if you're if you're going to go get him going, then you probably have to have him, you know, be the focal point of what he's doing. But when we think of I think you have to kind of at least I did and I, and I got to go watch him some more. But so, you know, Clay Thompson uses a screen 34% of the time and and Bo Donovich was was a little less than that. Bogdanovich was twenty two, so Clay's definitely more. But transition, Clay's at eighteen percent. That's kind of, you know, Bogdanovich. We just talked about was uh, his his at twenty percent. Spot ups for Clay are at fourteen percent. Spot ups for Bogdanovich are at sixteen percent. The only difference is that Golden State doesn't run. Uh, much pick and roll, so that he he didn't run any pick and roll. So that's the kind of player he is, and so I like him in that second unit. Terrence Ross is probably not somebody who moves your meter a lot, but he's a pretty darn good player. And if you look at him, he came off a screen twenty six percent of the time, was a pick and roll ball handler twenty three percent of the time, and a spot up shooter nineteen percent of the time. That that's that's actually getting pretty darn close to not not perfect, it's not the exact same as as Bogdanovich in a lot of what um, he does. Joe Harris is more of just a pure shooter in that group. Kyle Korver doesn't play with the ball. So Terrence Ross is actually a pretty good comp. Terrence Ross was really damn good last year, by the way. Terrence Ross is, is uh, he was in the, only thing he wasn't great is coming out, he was in the 94th percentile as a pick and roll ball handler, 96th percentile as a spot up shooter last year. And he doesn't get out in transition nearly the same amount as Bogdanovich. Um, Bogdanovich's catch-and-shoot game last year was electrifying. For all of our conversation yesterday of the QSI, of how disastrous the QSI was for Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio, Bogdanovich's catch-and-shoot game was 13 percentage points better last year than what he what an average player would have done. He should have shot 53.9. He shot 66.6. His post up on the right side of the floor is a pretty decent shot. He'll go, he'll come off that screen, that catch and shoot fire. He's really good if he's contested. That Clay Thompson kind of coming off screens, catch and shoot, bang. If it's not there, he'll put it on the deck, kind of bring you down, bumping back you to the basket. And he actually does a pretty decent job getting into that post up on the right hand side, and does it fairly well. So it's an he's an interesting player and. I think you my my point of this a little bit is I think at times you have to kind of clear out let him and set up the offense for him and let him be the primary number one option and if you're if you're going to do that with with him then you maybe you play he and Conley together in some sort of second unit I'm not sure you'd have to you know figure out what the best and let Donovan go with Ingles in a different group uh by the way just to kind of continue to fire you up we did those crazy numbers yesterday. Mike Conley's QSI was five percentage points better on catch and shoot. 
So instead of Rubio and Crowder, two of the worst numbers in the NBA, you now have uh, Conley, who's five percentage points better on catch and shoot, uh, and Rubio and Bogdanovich, who was just electrifying last year on catch and shoot. So those numbers are pretty exciting. Uh, Britton Johnson summer interview series coming up. I, I do want to tell you about. Uh, the guys I met over at Stealth Media, Eric Ellis's company. Uh, it's a neat group. So Sunday, and if, if you 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 think of Directv now, and when you think of them, I at least I do. I think of like in house. Like that's totally not true. It's mobile. You're taking it where everywhere. You you can pull everything off your DVR. You actually have a 72 hour rewind if you forget to record something. And if you couple it with AT and T and Directv, then that's none of that data counts. Direct AT and T doesn't count stuff off of Directv as data, so that's all free. You get NFL Sunday Ticket for free. You get the best quality HD network. You have AT and T Direct. DirecTV combo, and the great thing is you don't have to go to the store. They set it all up for you. No trips to the store, no hassle. So it's convenient. It's hassle-free. You're getting the best coverage. And if you tell them you're with Lock, you get a $100 gift card. So 385-399-4186. That's 385-399-4186. That's Stealth Media. Get your NFL Sunday ticket for free by calling now at 385-399-4186. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Final day with Britton Johnson. Sad for everybody. Really interesting conversation yeah. yesterday about Moutier, Bojan Bogdanovich, and the personalities of this team. If you missed that, make sure you go back and grab it. Um, so we've kind of touched on a lot of it. We haven't talked about who's probably the best player on the team yet in Rudy. What are you expecting out of Rudy this year? I think what's fun about Rudy is that you know it, things are going to get better, in my opinion, because of a work ethic. Uh, and he just keeps you curious what he's going to add. I don't think Rudy's going to become a pick and pop player. I, I think people got enamored by that video, David, that was, that was uh, making its way around the internet of him shooting threes. Um, it's funny because, and you've probably seen it too. I've seen Rudy knock down a few threes in pregame, right down there at a uh, vivid smart home. And as he's leaving the floor, but uh, I just feel like Rudy it, more than and what he's going to necessarily add to his game, uh, a, a baby hook or, or more power inside is just his, his drive and desire now with 
more help to get to a Western Conference championship and, dare I say, get to a championship if, if things, you know, just kind of line up. I don't even know that the stars need to line up, uh, and I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. I, I just feel like the Jazz have done enough, and the, uh, the NBA atmosphere changed enough out there that I feel more confident this year in talking about the Jazz being a contender than other years. Now, the Clippers have, have really – thrown a giant wall in front of that conversation and we and we can talk about that if you want but I'll tell you I'm excited to see Rudy's leadership with this new group and his sort of his his energy out on the floor and uh and in the defense and look I, everybody right now is so excited about dunks and threes Rudy gets that jazz arena off their feet when he when he takes the ball and throws it into the fourth row by blocking it, or when he sprints the floor and slaps the ball against the glass. That's to me that's icing on the cake because you know everybody else is there to go and watch Donovan dunk it and watch Donovan hit a three or Joe Ingles hit four or five threes or Rudy do a big time dunk. But what Rudy loves and what I think uh, you know most coaches love is, is his ability to change a game through defense so i'm excited to watch him lead the way with that and do it at even uh with with even more energy this year than he did last year i stumbled upon a great stat that tells you to me tells me how great rudy is top okay. the jazz are the only team in the nba in each of the last two years and actually only one of four teams in the last seven years to both be in the top five denying shots at the rim and denying three point shots. That's insane. That, that's just a, that's 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 more than just athletic people. I mean, players. I hope people understand this. I, I mean, I, I went through this a little bit in, in in a demented manner in my college career, but that's that's players respecting coaching plans. And when I say demented, because I, I did it through fear for my college coach, <laughs> I probably should have done it for the love of the game, but I was terrified not to, not to uh, implement a game plan. But that, that comes through character of, of, of players listening to a coaching staff and being up on that three-point line and guarding it. Because you can get lazy. You can. When you, when you have uh, you know, a good defensive team at times, or, or players like a Rudy Gobert back there, you can start to get a little bit lazy and not uh, – not fulfill your assignment, I guess. And, and, and what, it, what it takes really, David, in my opinion, is, is to build habits and to maintain those habits throughout the year. So the Jazz are hitting numbers like that. That tells me a lot about the character of the players. It's an interesting one. You made a comment a moment ago I want to dig into. You, wanted, you want to see how Don, Rudy's going to lead this team as it's made up today. Whose locker room do you think this is going to be? Ooh. I think that, you know, if you, if anybody wants to watch a good, uh, 30 for 30, watch the one with Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. I feel like it's going to be a lot like that without the, without the, uh, hostile, you know, this is my team. Cause I mean, look, you, you just have, you just do. Rudy's personality is different than Shaq's. Although I think Rudy loves him some Rudy and Rudy's confident in himself and he's out posting pictures of himself boxing. That's a little bit of kind of the stuff Shaq did. Let's clarify. I, if, I, if I had those abs, I'm posting every day too. <laughs> That's a great point. No, I mean, the, the guy has no body fat. He's ripped up beyond belief and he's working his tail off. Um, but let's be honest there. The media sort of posed those questions to, 
to uh, a big time national Orlando Magic, you know, number one draft pick Shaq, number one draft pick Penny Hardaway. And I feel like the media, to two guys that don't seem, the two guys that don't seem to have that sort of awareness and education level, I'm not calling them dumb, but I feel like Rudy and Donovan have this awareness and education level that like they would probably squint their eyes and look at the media and be like, I know what you guys are trying to do, okay? You're not going to do it to this Utah Jazz team. It's both our locker rooms. We both love it here. This is what, who we are. We're the Jazz. Where Shaq's like, this is mine. Penny Hardaway's like, no, this is mine. Next thing you know, they split up and they're, they're off and into their own careers. And if those two could have humbled themselves a little bit, they would have probably won multiple championships. Now, there might be every once in a while, Rudy, with the thought of this is my team and maybe Donovan with this team. But I don't think it's going to uh, ever get to any kind of an ugly situation and the other day is they both feel like it's their locker room. I don't know that that necessarily hurts anything. I just think that they are both so mature. They, they demonstrate a maturity, especially Donovan at his young age, that, that baffles me at times, that I don't think that that'll ever become a, an ugly scene. I think in some ways it'll be Donovan's locker room. In some ways it'll be Rudy's. Rudy probably will take care of the toughness and keep everybody accountable. Donovan will probably keep everybody's heads up if guys' heads are dropping and and they're not believing in themselves, you know, the kind of the emotional, fluffy, rah-rah stuff. That seems to be Donovan's uh, arena. And Rudy's arena seems to be, you better freaking run back on defense or you're going to hear it from me. And we better play defense. So I say they both own the locker room in some ways. And I wonder if it's going to be Mike Conley's locker room. I go to Den- Denver. They've- Denver had some problems when they added Paul Millsap that Nikola Jokic sat too far back and as did Jamal Murray, and they both kind of sat back because Millsap came with this resume and this veteran and this all-star and very similar in a lot of ways to Mike Conley, and they it wasn't until oh. Millsap got hurt that they kind of reestablished themselves in that locker room. So I, I wonder if it might actually turn out to be Mike Conley, and you have Ed Davis and Jeff Green who came to play on this team because of Mike Conley. I think there's going to be a little bit of a – tug of war not necessarily in a bad way of Mike Conley teaching and asserting himself but still allowing Donovan and Rudy to have it be their team and I think that's going to be difficult at first I think I agree no you're, you that's a great point there is a, there is however just a uniqueness to this team and there's something about Joe Ingles I believe and his way of of being you know kind of that that older guy the not I didn't want to say grandfather figure, but Papa figure. I mean, Joe's Joe's going through some some life things in his family that I think are making him grow up as a human being quickly and and making little locker room tiffs not matter. Right? There's bigger things in life, and let's get over this, guys. Let's move forward. We gotta we gotta do this team. I don't know. I think there's enough just good people in the on this team with Mike Conley being added and being a you know kind of a, a quiet demeanor type leader. That does his work through action more than talking, um, and then you have Joe Ingles that loves to talk and loves to be a chatterbox and a trash talker that might be able to just help a locker room ref. But that, but but that being said, no doubt every team has to work out kinks. You have to bringing this many players in now. Uh, it, it's something we haven't seen I since I can remember for the Utah Jazz. Oh yeah, you've got to. You've got to figure out uh, how to fit all these new toys in the sandbox and, and know which toy to play with the most or which one to set aside or how to use them all together. And I, I'm with you, Dave. There's going to be some uh, 
there's going to be a learning experience there or learning, you know, that has to happen. He's Britton Johnson. We'll talk about the Western Conference and how the NBA sits in our final segment of the week when we continue. Remember that Mac Weldon has got a promo code for you. It's locked on. Mac Weldon's been sponsoring our NFL coverage all week long as the sponsor opening week of NFL coverage. They're the premier men's essential brand. Believe in smart design, premium fabrics. It's easy and simple to order. Just go to MacWeldon.com, and then you'll actually see my entire wardrobe when you go there. Uh, MacWeldon.com, promo code locked on. Shamrock Auto in Pleasant Grove. My friend Rob Taylor does a wonderful job there. They, they do most of their work on nearly new cars and Utah County assault vehicle uh, type type cars with the coolest stories though rob tells what rob gets really prideful in what he's built there it's actually one of my favorite things about rob is just how proud he is of what they've done in pleasant grove at shamrock auto from brady his staff the experience they give everyone these are the things that um that i think excite him the most is when he gives that good experience but the stories that fire him up the most are the people from out of state that have used shamrock auto who call and say i'm looking for this type of car and rob goes and gets it for him it's pretty neat most of the cars are six to twelve months old five to twenty thousand miles suburbans yukon big suvs he's got a bunch of them in in uh stock right now and absolutely from Kellen and Brady and everything, what they're trying to make sure is that they give you this amazing buying experience. They're a leading company, fewer employees, so they can't afford huge hours. So they want you to go test drive by yourself, have a nice time, enjoy yourself, be hassle-free, no gimmicks. Give them a call, 801-319-2250, or go to shamrockautogroup.com, 801-319-2250. And while you're at it, make sure you check out and see all of the incredible reviews uh, that they get when they're there. No pressure. Good salespeople. Rob wants to make sure you have a fantastic time uh, when you're there. So make sure you tell them that Locked On Jazz uh, sent you and give Rob a call. 801-319-2250. That's Shamrock Auto out in Pleasant Grove. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. We get to the Western Conference. You mentioned the Clippers earlier. What's your thoughts on the Lakers before we dig into the Clippers, Britain? Oh, you know what? Um, there's a lot of drama, and uh, it doesn't surprise me when, when you have a LeBron James involved. 
And man, David, I mean, let me bounce this off you. Is does the doesn't the human body eventually stop performing at a high level? I mean, unless you're uh, a, a Marvel character. So you, I mean, LeBron. Everyone is just expecting LeBron to just year after year be LeBron, and I'm like. I know I came into the league when LeBron did, and I can barely walk on one leg right now. And and I'm not comparing myself to him, so let's be careful here. But it's just everybody's just checking that the Lakers are are going to take care of business. I'm like, man, LeBron's got to go play another 82 games and what go to a finals. I just think it's going to be interesting to see how he continues to change his game into an older player type game, and can he do that? And is that enough to carry the Lakers? And then you know, all these other new elements. Anthony Davis is are they going to mesh well? I feel like I, I am just perplexed. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited this season to see how that thing works out. So you and I are the only ones on the island. So you, you'll have some cheap real estate you can buy with me. Um, we're, we're hoping to get <laughs> yeah. plumbing at some point in time. And eventually everybody will have to join us on the island. We just might um, starve there for a while. But I okay. am on the island of uh, that Le- LeBron James is aging like I, I but I've also to clarify I was on the Paul Millsap is aging island too and have been kind of proven wrong for the last little while on that so um okay you know I I do agree with you I just think he slowed down and I think what gets really interesting about him is Anthony Davis kind of proved the wrong way in New Orleans that by himself he's not enough and so what happens if LeBron is slowed down is Anthony Davis enough I I think that team's really fascinating. And the last one is I think they could be just dreadful defensively. And if you're yeah. terrible defensively, unless you're the top three or four offensive team, you're, it's really hard to win more than 40, 44 games. I agree with you. And you just think about how fast teams are playing now. And I mean, if, if this Jazz team and, and, and golly, even the Warriors, they have a hot night and they're coming, at, they're coming down the hill on that Lakers team fast, and then you've got to get on it. You know how it is, right? You've got to get on the plane and go play in another game. I mean, I just kind of feel like I wouldn't be shocked if I, I see this Lakers team looking like they're trying to catch their breath this year. Now, maybe at the first, there's going to be some adrenaline that's some preseason and, and, and first of the month adrenaline to, to get them out of the gates quickly with, with excitement in the national TV games and, heck, playing in that Staples Arena and the, the, the flair of L.A. But, my goodness, I just feel like I mean, you're looking at Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade retired. He came out in the league the same time LeBron did. I know he's a little bit older, but uh, you, you go through all these numbers of the players and how long their careers went, and you're seeing how many minutes LeBron has played in his NBA career and how many times he's been to the finals. I'm just like, how are we just checking that box that he's, he's going to be the same LeBron that dominates everybody year after year? Doesn't The human body's the human body, man. Father time doesn't, doesn't lose. Now, has he been an outlier? Absolutely. He has been an outlier. He's taken care of his body. He spent a million dollars a year, right? Uh, putting whatever, who, who knows what's going inside that body. But I know this, you know, players are starting to get injured more and more and things are happening at a rapid rate. It seems like to ACLs and Achilles and things like that. And I think the more things that we're seeing all these players put into their bodies isn't necessarily the right answer, you know? So I'm not wishing any type of injury on LeBron. I hope I don't jinx him. I don't believe in jinxes, but I, I want to see him be healthy and have a fun, a great year. But I'm, I'm not all set that the Lakers are going to be this dominant powerhouse. And what is your take now, on the Westbrook-Harden combination? Okay, I'm, I'm really happy you asked me that. I feel like most games Westbrook is going to um, 
be cordial and and do what he claimed he's going to do in the first quarter and second quarter and yeah space the floor and let Harden do his thing but whatever that analogy is that the stripes on a zebra are the stripes on a zebra I'm, I've been driving a lot today so I can't remember what it is but you know what I'm trying to get at is I slaughter I, I would have slaughtered if I would have tried what I'm trying to get is Westbrook's going to be Westbrook when it comes to the third quarter and fourth quarter and I think he is a disaster for that team because he's going to want to, he's going to see at the end of a third quarter or, or middle of the fourth quarter, Rockets are down eight. And instead of taking a deep breath, Westbrook and letting James Harden do his thing and bring you right back in the game, he's going to try and get the ball rebound it and go coast to coast and take over his body's aging as well. Although he's still young and whatnot, whatnot. I just don't think he's going to have the ability to do what Chris Paul did last year and just sit back and know when to sit back and let James Harden be James Harden. I, I feel like Westbrook just can't help himself. He cannot help himself. He can say that he's going to be something all he wants, but I don't think he will. I think they're going to be great. I actually, some, I don't know why my numbers don't necessarily say it. Um, it doesn't really work and make sense, but I, I, I think they're going to be. I, ter- I think they're going to be. I hope terrific. you're wrong so bad, but but man, I just think Harden. No, I think Harden. Well, I think Harden. Here's my thought. I think Harden's that great, and you're lessening the burden on him, so he's actually going to be even better in his uh, in his primary minutes. Okay. And if I'm going to believe that Donovan Mitchell's going to be better with a spread floor, then I've got to believe that Mike D'Antoni's going to get the best out of Russell Westbrook. You know, if I'm going to sit here and talk about how Donovan with Conley and Bojan and Ingles and Rudy on the pick and roll. Well, Russell Westbrook with Clint Capella, with Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and everyone spaced, James Harden spaced. I, I don't know how you guard Russell Westbrook. I think he gets to the rim on that. And he gets to the rim at a pretty electric, fabulous level, frankly, better than almost anyone in the league. So I think we're going to see a better Westbrook. I think it's going to lessen the burden on Harden. Um, and, I, again, the only question I would have on them is if they decide to defend it all. Um, if they don't defend, yeah. then they run. But they're going to be a top three or four offense. Uh, I think so. I I, I kind of think they're going to be okay. I, I I'm I'm if you if you had to make me choose one team to have it go south of of all the really high level teams, I would take the Lakers long before I would take the Rockets. I, I would too. I just don't know if I can buy that Westbrook uh, will will maintain what I think he should maintain to 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 let Harden be Harden, like what we saw Chris Paul do for the most part. I thought Chris Paul. Sort of let Harden be Harden. I just don't know. I, I mean, Westbrook could never do it with Durant. Can he do it with? And maybe I'm wrong on that. I know there's been a lot more kind of a, you know statistical. I think uh, people dove into the numbers better and and sort of put Durant at the blame more in that relationship. That's another conversation. But I do want to know if we're going to talk about the Clippers. All right, go to the Clippers. What's your thought? They're loaded. I feel as confident as the Clippers being. I feel the Clippers are going to be as good by bringing Kawhi in and meshing his personality with Doc Rivers, just as confident as I feel like Alabama's run game is good every year. And that's because of the tools and the way the tools are used. I really do. I just feel like you put Kawhi Leonard with Doc Rivers in that group, in my opinion, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but in my opinion, I just feel like it's going to work. And I, I have Clippers number one all the way through. If, I, if somebody asks me who's going to win, I believe the Clippers will win it this year. My only thought, I, I, my only thought on all this, I think Denver and Utah could end up, either Denver or Utah could end up with the number one seed. I think there's some reasons why Denver's going to get off to a slow start. 
Uh, but I do think they're great. I'm not sure I think either of them win the conference. Like, I think the star power kicks in and, and may kick in for the Lakers in the playoffs. If Clay's back, could kick in for the Warriors. Certainly could, will kick in for the Rockets. And I don't know that yep. I think Denver and Utah have that. But I actually think Denver and Utah could win the conference, particularly because I think Paul George will, I think Paul George will sit out longer than we think with his shoulder injury. I think LeBron has age, so I think the Lakers will be bad defensively. I, I don't, you know, we'll see on the Rockets. They could, they're the number, the 538 and Kevin Pelton, everyone has the Rockets taking the division by, or the conference by a large margin. And maybe that's the answer. But um, I, I sometimes think either Denver or Utah could be the Milwaukee Bucks of this year where they kind of run away with the conference. But when it gets to playoff times, they're just missing that superstar power yeah. player. Have they said when Paul George is supposed to be back? Because you were just saying that it's going to be longer than normal. Is there a date on him? There, there is not, and that's what make. And he's had both shoulders operated on, so I, I, wow. I think the Jazz got a break that they play him both early. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just love that team. The toughness in them. The you know, and and playing for Doc and kind of his personality, you know, and, and knowing uh, what he likes out of a team and what. What his mindset is, man, they just seem tough to me. And I just feel like watching Kawhi just jump off a team and go to Toronto and all of a sudden win the finals, you're like, whoa, wait a minute here. Does that just mean, you know, you plug Kawhi into another spot? Not necessarily, but I feel like if you plug him into a spot where what the Clippers are and, and you let him plug and play there, in my opinion, with what they have around them and, that, and the personalities there, it's uh, – it's going to be a tough team. By the way, there have been some reports that Paul George could miss as much as the first 22 games or six weeks of the season. Wow. Wow. So, that, I mean, that, get, that makes it get a little interesting. Well, it's going to be fun. We're, we're going to be back at it quite soon. Britain Media Day is inside this month. It's been fun talking with you. I appreciate the time. I look forward to our postgame hits and uh, a lot of fun time. So thanks so much for taking the time uh, with us on the, this week uh, on the Summer Interview Series and spending the time with us and, and the fans. Absolutely. Anytime. It's going to be a fun year. Looking forward to it. He is Britton Johnson. It is Locked On Jazz. All right. Plan tomorrow is to do a live show. Go subscribe to Locked On Live at Facebook, Locked On Live on Twitter, Locked On Live on Twitch, Locked On Live on YouTube. That's how we'll be coming your direction. Hope you're doing great. Thanks very much. Thanks to Britton Johnson. Send him a thank you on Twitter as well. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.